Hey everyone! Before you get into today's podcast, I wanted to share some great news with you. We are extending registrations for three of the schools that are run by the Nest. Those three schools are Hakan Ivory, which is the Hebrew arm of the Nest, Remnant Rising, which is aimed at our youth, and the Realm Dimensional School of Worship. We're extending these till the 30th of September, and all prices have been dropped by $200 for this year only. We do hope you'll take advantage of this extension and register before the 30th. Go to www.thefoundationnest.com. We look forward to welcoming you soon. Clayton, speaking on Wisdom's Echo, a podcast by Origin Gate. Today I'm going to be picking up where we were last time when we met together. Let's just pick up the scriptures here. It says this, Blessed is the man that hears me watching daily at my gate, waiting at the posts of my doors. So often I think that we really miss a lot of what has been spoken about or talked about in context of the way that Yahweh's trying to get our attention over something. The word blessed is the man. Like we've got to understand what that really means. Is that the word blessed means an overflow of abundance to which there is no end. Pressed out, shaken out, running out all over. So that's the kind of blessing that the spirit of wisdom is trying to get our attention with. So it's a blessed is the man that hears me. And so that means that we have to be listening and engaging purposefully. Like, um, it's interesting how you, in a relationship with people in the physical world, um, you know, you we have what, what I call selective selective hearing, you know. And sometimes it's, people get selective hearing about things they don't want to hear and things they do want to hear. And so, so often it's, it's a choice to actually listen. I don't know whether you've ever been in a teaching somewhere and, you've been listening to someone and you are bored out of your tree or they're not saying something that is interesting to you and you actually switch off and you just don't hear what they say. And then I don't know whether you've ever been caught in conversation like that, but I do find sometimes this happens to us and we get caught in conversations where we actually are not listening. I don't know if you've ever married or um, uh, whatever and, and someone has ever said to you within that relationship, you're not actually listening. It's fascinating how here in Scripture, it's the instruction of the Spirit of Wisdom. Blessed is a man that hears me. So actually, we actually have to make a conscious choice to connect, a conscious choice to make a decision to actually begin to listen and engage with her purposefully. Now, I'm not just, as as I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again over and over and over, I am not just interested in listening. I'm interested in seeing the face of the voice of the one that I'm speaking with. If I always had my back turned to my wife, communicating with her, there would not be a very good uh, relational connection and union between us because you can't see the expressions on the face of the person that's speaking because they could be saying, I love you, and I have a horrible frown on their face, which is what telephones have taught, taught us how to do, or Facebook or whatever. But it's the it's this way with with wisdom is to engage with her purposefully, making a choice to listen. And then it says this, watching daily at my gates. So first of all, 
this is an action that needs to occur every day waiting which means with expectation it's so interesting when we look at some of these words in the hebrew and try to get to grips with what is really being said there but waiting really means also to be gazing with a steadfast look to be expect with expectation with expectancy with a heart longing um it's like a you know that you, you oftentimes when a person is newly married or when they're in their relationship you, there's this expectation for someone to come home i know that when i'm been away i have this expectation to be home if my wife has been away i have this expectation for her to come home and it's this this way of waiting you're waiting for them to walk in the door to see their face this is what is she's talking about here when she says about waiting or watching watching daily at my gate so first of all what's to, let's talk about a gate here a gate is an entry point of access to go in and come out now watching daily at my gates has implications hebraically with regards to what a gate was used for so to understand that let's just frame this up for you in a gateway transactions occurred um, mediation occurred the elders would meet in the gateway um, discussions would happen in the gateway judgments would be made in the gateway and so whenever a gate is mentioned here in the old in the um in the old covenant it's actually talking about a place of going in and out and a place of engagement in quite sometimes a deep personal way so when it says watching daily at my gates what she's saying is come with expectation for things to occur and stand there to engage in a relationship and stand and engage to begin to build a connectivity with her that is so so important to be a, a, not only just a receiver but an observer of her function within those gates so anyone who has a gate their job is to um, protect their what goes in and what comes out what goes into the city and what comes out and so it's the spirit of wisdom's job in that place of guarding her gate or watching over her gate where we go and we engage in her gate with her there it's where the going in and the coming out happens with regards to the function of the spirit of wisdom here within creation just little things that are so so important watching daily at my gates an action we have to do every day to begin actively to engage in relationship remember everything is about relationship it is not just about getting information and then hoping the information is going to carry you through this is about building a union and a relational connection that actually goes deeper than just knowledge and it goes into a heartfelt connection then it says it says the next next part of the little verse says this waiting at the posts of my doors let's talk about what a post of a door is first of all in the in the way that they would build we're going to remember this isn't talking about a modern house today where we have you know a doorway we go through that has a door frame on it in in those days the post of a door was a big column on either side that generally had five stones that would lock in at the top of it the of course the top one was called the keeper stone and then the stone that was above the keeper stone was called the capstone and so 
those five are very, very important because the two on the outside are the reflection of the extension of the government of what that gate represents within the realm of operation. So also the pillars, which are the support structures to the gate, those pillars were designed as a as a the 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 um, the backdrop for a physical gate to be hung on. So it's a place a place that is supposed to be able to take weight, which means responsibility. So when she says waiting at the post of my doors, it's waiting in the places of responsibility where the access points are given and, and, and engaged with in a purposeful place. Also, the two pillars are a representation of a birthing chamber or a matrix, a position, a changing of position from one realm to another. And so and, and our, the objective of us engaging with you here is to be able to position ourselves, to be able to engage with what she's doing and, and on a daily basis, building relational unions to be able to position ourselves in a matrix of change from one arena to another to be able to move with everything that is flowing through her life to express it out through the matrix into the earth that is around us. It's just so fascinating. I find all of this stuff absolutely amazing. Then, then verse 35 says this, For whoever finds me finds life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Remember in the first part of the of chapter 8, we started talking about her qualifications, who she was, and then coming into her outworking. We're now getting into the rewards of the relational union that will occur through you when you build a relationship with the Spirit of Wisdom. It says here, whoever finds me finds life. Now, the word life there is not everlasting life. Okay, so let's just get this right. She is not trying to take the place of Yeshua or Jesus Christ as your Savior, as the one who opened the gate, tore the veil, gave his life. Nothing can replace that. And I would not in any form or any way whatsoever try in to negate what Christ did with regards to his allowing us to come into eternal life. But the word life there is an overflowing of a of a spiritual life it's it's like what i would describe as zoe life the highest form of of life whoever finds me finds life so i issue here then is we have to find her see this a lot of these um little pieces in in the proverbs here in eight there's usually a condition and a reward and so what I, when I find that the Spirit of Wisdom starts to engage with humanity in process like this, what she does is she finds, she gives a condition and then a reward, a condition and a reward, trying to reveal to us the importance of what she carries here in creation to give us a framework to be able to work with. So let's, whoever finds me finds life. So if I engage with her and find her, I'm going to find an overflowing of life that is going to bring a, a realm around me that is going to supply what is needful for all that I'm engaged with. There is an overflowing abundance that is moving here that she actually has. And then she makes this amazing statement through Solomon's um, speaking here. And then she says, and finds life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. I don't know about you, 
but I certainly want to engage with the favor of Yahweh. Now, this is the reward or one of them that is very much part of what I think we are missing within Christendom is the favor of Yahweh. Those who find her find life and shall obtain favor of, of the Lord, favor of Yahweh himself. I, I, I want you to see for me the just the magnitude of what she is saying here through Solomon, trying to reveal to us who she is. How do you find favor with the king, with someone who is just a worker in the household of the king? I, I am, I am, I'm trying to say something here without, without saying it, but I'm going to say it again, as I've said in their past places, as the teachings have gone on. The spirit of wisdom is not who she is here in creation as she is in all of the other realms prior to creation. We've covered all of those in one of the other teachings, you know, there in the beginning of his ways and his works of old from the everlasting from the beginning into creation. Who she is here, the position she's chosen to serve in, in creation is not who she is in the beginning or in, the, in everlasting or any of the other realms that are before creation itself. For us to find favor means that the, the hand of the king is always turned towards us. It also means that whatever I am doing, I find the blessing of Yahweh sitting around my life. And this, this, doesn't, this doesn't come from just engaging with Yeshua, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and with the Father. People will say, I don't need anything else. Well, according to Scripture, there is actually something else you need to obtain here. And that is to obtain favor of the Lord from the relational connection with the Spirit of Wisdom. Shall obtain favor of the Lord. The, the, realm, the word Lord there also means the high and mighty one, the lofty one. It's actually Yahweh himself. I don't know about you, but I want to find the favor of my father. To find the favor means I have his eye. It means that his eye is drawn towards me. It means that his heart is drawn towards me. How, how much influence, I've often wondered how much influence the spirit of wisdom has over the abundance that flows around our life. Well, of course, it's a lot because of what happened with Solomon. But there's a realm that she carries, that she bears witness to, that comes out of our connection with her and the way we engage purposefully to build a relational union with her. These are important little things, fabric pieces that are so, so important for us moving forward into what Yahweh wants for us. Remember this, I'm not negating, and I want to say this again, I am not negating in any form whatsoever with what Christ has done. I'm just saying this is another piece to the entire puzzle of the universe that Yahweh has for us and for you and I to come into for inheritance. I hope you've enjoyed this session. This is Ian Clayton signing off, Wisdom's Echo. Have a wonderful day.